0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans. Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to discuss the Arkansas slaughtering of the Hogs. And making a barbecue and pork and whatever else we can get out of a hog. So, Ben, how are you doing, buddy?
1: AJ, I'm great. Almost as great as Walmart is with the uh, sale on barbecue after all the dead pigs. And maybe some
0: adult beverages after that one. Because <laughs> Arkansas is having some uh, struggles, man.
1: Probably about halftime since we took the second quarter off. Or I would have won the prediction bet. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> they probably all went and got some some uh, adult beverages after then yeah i mean two touchdowns yeah, in like 37 seconds it's, <laughs> that's, that's worth leaving the game
0: um it, it, i mean you kind of just saw it from the get-go arkansas with the strip sack uh, and then <laughs> we just put two touchdowns on them real quick i mean that's just like that's miserable and then it was already really quick that i started hearing booze through the tv screen uh of arkansas fans just being mad um and then in addition to it sounded like a lot of the i mean it was their fall break i think but it was still i think the students were kind of like "Eh, i don't know about this one even though it's a top 15 matchup or if top 15 team that we're playing i I don't know i mean i it's not even worth it for me to go and stay for the fall break to watch auburn just demolish my team (laughs) in the past
1: in the past four years I think the average margin of victory for an Auburn-Arkansas game is like 41 or 42 points.
0: Sounds about right.
1: So no one who came to that game had to expect anything less than a beatdown.
0: Yeah. I mean, besides, I think the, maybe it was like 2015, whenever we went to that like three overtimes or something and lost to Arkansas. But besides that one, I mean, it's been pretty much domination from Auburn. Uh, I mean, that's Gus's mission is I feel like just beat Arkansas every single year. In addition to, uh, the other big names that we got to face, but I feel like Arkansas just got a little, uh, asterisk next to us that he's going to demolish them. Uh, so we got our sixth win. Uh, we are officially bowl eligible, uh, shocker, not really. Uh, and I mean, this was a fantastic way for us to rebound after a very, Tough loss to Florida a couple weeks ago. Uh, this win and in, com- in combination to Wisconsin losing to Illinois. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get on to that later. <laughs> uh, and, and that that made Auburn's ranking in both the AP and coaches poll go up. A- Auburn's now in the AP poll number nine. Uh, Naughty
1: number nine.
0: <laughs> we're ahead of UGA at number 10 and uh, Oregon at number 11. So it's pretty nice. Uh, there are five, count them five, top 10 teams from the SEC. Uh, so that's a lot of teams up there that, I mean, we've got just to go in the next what five weeks, I guess, of the rest of the season. You got LSU, you got Georgia and you got Alabama. So still got an uphill battle to climb. Uh, what? How do you think the, this game, obviously, besides uh, just dominating, but how do you think the, the approach to this game was as far as um, our team and how they approached this one?
1: Well, you know, it looked very promising in the first quarter when we put up 14 points pretty quickly, tacked on another field goal, uh, broke the record. Did we break it in the first half or the second?
0: Uh, I can't remember.
1: It was somewhere in there, and... Then in the second quarter, we just kind of took the whole thing off. Yeah. We didn't do anything. No one did. And then the second half came back alive. Yeah. So for the first portion of this game, I thought the game plan was pretty simple. Uh, Open up the run and pass. Actually, had a really good run from Cam Martin, which was his one shining point of the day.
0: Shining point of his unicorn horn.
1: Well, he started growing it, and then it quickly went back into his head Deep. Like
0: Pinocchio's nose. Yeah, I'm inverse picturing. inverse of Pinocchio's
1: <laughs> nose. To where if Pinocchio did not have a nose and looked more like the villain in Harry Potter.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: That would be it. Voldemort. <laughs> but you don't say his name. Oh, it, but you I just said it. Oh, god, Because I'm not worried.
0: All right. I'm, I'm fearless. I'm not saying he who shall not be named. I'm not saying his <laughs> name. I'm not doing it. Uh, but, yeah,
1: it... Besides that, I mean, the second quarter really put some doubt in my mind, and then I'm glad we opened up a can in the second half.
0: Yeah. And, and it seemed like Gus pretty much said, all right, we're, we're going to kind of get away from, hey, let's check down every single play. Let's, you know, see what they're doing. It was almost just like, all right, let's let Bo run the offense and get into his, his groove. Um, and, and as soon as we started doing that, that's when you saw the streak. Uh, it was, I think, in the. Like end of or middle of the third quarter, where uh, Bo had those eight consecutive completions, uh, and then eclipsed with that really long touchdown pass uh, to uh, Seth Williams, and and I thought felt like that was kind of right. Gus finding something that worked, and then just going back to it and not beating it like a dead horse, uh, but saying all right, we're we're in a groove. Let's keep doing what we're doing, and it just continued to work, Um, and that's how we again, put up a ton more points uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, Let's talk about, since we're kind of on this, like the the play calling. um, Second quarter seemed to kind of scare me a little bit. Uh, It felt like we were going into a shell, not really doing a whole bunch. Uh, But even some of the weird calls, like the the fourth and one situation where we had Julie out there and that play got blown up in the backfield, um, it was kind of refreshing in a way that Gus saw that and said, you know what? That was a, and this was his words. It was a stupid call uh, to come back on on the field and call the same play. Uh, and, and I thought that was kind of different than what we had seen from most Gus Malzahn press conferences. Uh, and I think that's, I don't know, maybe it's the new Gus and what he's uh, trying to put out there as a head coach. It just seems a little different. So I thought well, it that was, was.
1: So, I mean, it doesn't take, it, it it doesn't take like a genius analyst to realize that it didn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. In fact, when it happened, I laughed. I
0: mm-hmm. laughed
1: out loud. And Caroline asked me, why are you laughing? We didn't make the first <laughs> down. And I said, because maybe Gus will realize that we actually need to line up under center and push the ball over the line instead of doing this stupid crap.
0: Yep. Yep. That would be real nice. You know, you have a six foot four tall guy and you want him four yards back and uh, say, Hey, you got to run another four yards just to get back to the line of scrimmage. And then some, why not just line them up and then just say, all right, get as far as you can uh, with the line push. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that that seems to be the simple approach, but I don't know. I mean, I formation works. Yeah.
1: That too. Like anything besides shotgun on a third and short or a fourth down and one. Yep. Like, what are we doing?
0: Yep. It just seemed weird. And I've, that was, again, one of those, what are we doing, Gus? And I'm I'm glad he, he at least verbally said, yeah, that was a dumb call. Uh, because sometimes I feel like as fans, we need to hear that the coach acknowledges that, even though it's very obvious to us. Um, so that was kind of nice. Um, one thing that I, I also wanted to note was, I mean, that our score predictions, uh, are they weren't too far off. Um, so I had us winning by 41 points. You had us winning by, what was that? 50, uh, 56 points. Yep. Um, if we hadn't taken off the second quarter. I probably <laughs> yep. would have been closer. You probably would have, but uh, I have
1: to give it to you, sir.
0: I, I mean, we did win by 41 points, but like it wasn't 42 and it was because of Anders Carlson missing a PAT. Come Pressure on. I forgot too, too hard, man. <laughs> He's like, I broke the record. All right. I'm done kicking. I'm going to mess up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, seriously, you messed up my prediction.
1: <laughs> the most Auburn thing to do is to break the record and then miss the next kick.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, but at what? least it
1: wasn't as bad as Michigan a few years ago where they got to like 302 and missed.
0: Yeah, and they're so close, so close to it. Um, one thing that I do want to give you props for, and it's kind of like an honorable mention. So you had in our preseason predictions of – Uh, this Arkansas game, you had Cord Sandberg having a touchdown pass. And while Cord didn't even touch the field this game, Joey Mm. Gatewood did, and he had a touchdown pass. So I'll give it to you for a backup quarterback's passing a touchdown. I I
1: shouldn't have been so specific. (laughs) But I really thought that Gus would, like, let the backups play some more. And we could have. Yeah. It's not like we didn't blow this team out, which we did. Mm -hmm. I mean, after – the two scores in the third quarter, we could have sat in the entire first string offense and played second and third the rest of the game. Yeah, we could have, but you know that's fine.
0: Yeah. Um. Overall, like, what was your your perception of how our offense did? Um. Once they got things going, because obviously that second quarter was just a weird quarter where we didn't get anything going. But besides that, like, what did you think of our offense? Uh how Bo managed things, how we handled our running back situation now without Booby. How did how did you see that play out?
1: Uh Bo did well. Making the game a little simpler for him was good. It was interesting a few times where I think we had like dummy plays for the wide receivers and then Bo had nowhere to go, so we'd throw mm-hmm. it to him and they weren't looking for the ball. Yeah. So there's a couple things there we need to fix. When it comes to the running game, I was actually pretty impressed. So the uh, the backups way back, uh, D.J. Williams and then Harold Joyner, I think, are the two that will lead us to victory going forward. Look, Harold Joyner, when he touched the ball and actually carried it, both D.J. Williams only had like six carries prior, and it was in the Mississippi State game. This was the first game that Harold Joyner actually got a carry, not a a reception. Yeah, And so we've seen two very athletic running backs now, that we have on the team we haven't been utilizing. And I think it really opened up the eyes of the Auburn faithful to see why haven't we been using these guys. Mm-hmm. And so I hope going forward that Gus realizes the athleticism we have back there and uses those guys more prevalently. Yeah. Because, look, it sucked that we lost Booby, but we have some really, really good running backs behind him mm-hmm. that all we need to do is just put them on the field.
0: Yeah. So sure. it
1: definitely gave me a little bit more confidence for the running game going forward.
0: Yeah. So so you're kind of pointing at D.J. Williams and Harold Joyner being those those guys that we go to. One-two punch. Like, how, how do we fit in? Because I feel like we still have to fit in Cam Martin and then also Sean Shivers. Because outside. Just you don't outside run, them,
1: run? Yeah, you can't. Look, Cam Martin, as much as I want him to be successful, will never be a between-the-tackles runner. Because if someone touches him, he falls down.
0: Mm-hmm. So and he doesn't get the push, and that was something even I think Gus said. Hey, you saw D.D. Williams get push, yep. and you have to get that in the SEC.
1: We can run. So Cam Martin's fast, and he's quick and agile. If we can get him outside, he's mm-hmm. great.
0: Yeah, that's that's it's just the a quick pitch. He's and effective. Get outside. Go down. Go down the field. Exactly. Real quick, and, and that's I, I mean that's how you saw Sean Shivers. He got his touchdown. Yeah, that's the two of them. Uh, again, an outside run, so I like it. Uh, and then obviously Anthony Schwartz thrown in there, and you got three quick guys that we could be doing a whole bunch with uh, on the outside game. Uh, and I think that's obviously a, a strength that Auburn has is that outside run game. Uh, yep. And having those guys, I hope we use them in games the, for the rest of the season in like in significant ways, not just. Oh, we want to throw it in there like a couple a game, but like actually use him. Like we didn't even use Anthony Schwartz in the uh, very much in the Florida game. At least use him a little bit, see what he does, uh, because he's a weapon. Um, something else, I guess, it, since I just mentioned Anthony Schwartz, it kind of brought to mind we because we didn't see him in the Florida game. He got a little criticism for that, just because of Anthony Schwartz and how much of a playmaker he is, and what does Gus do first couple plays of? An offensive drive, he goes straight to Anthony Schwartz, um, and that that's pretty neat uh, to see. Hey, he saw what he did in the previous week, kind of reflected and decided, hey, he's he's a playmaker. We're gonna give him the ball again um, in the next next game, and he that was pretty much the the plan. It seemed like was give Anthony Schwartz the ball a lot.
1: Yep, and you know I'll get over this eventually, but I was caught myself asking myself a couple times during this game, where was that against Florida? Where was that against Florida? Mm. Where was that against Florida? Yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure look, I'll get over it Mm -hmm. we lost that game because we couldn't perform, but the reason we couldn't perform is because the plays weren't there Yeah, I just don't know why
0: Yeah, and we were so close, I mean honestly you take a couple plays reverse how they went you know, make an incompletion or an interception, a completion and that game changes. Uh, so, I mean, we were, we were close to winning that one. I feel like even though, you know, we, it, the score may not show it at the end of the game. Uh, what do you do as far as Bow Nicks and ball security? Cause it seems to be a little bit of an issue. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but you fumbled the ball again and Arkansas got the ball. Uh, what do you do with Bo to get his, uh, get him to control the ball and hold on to it a little bit better?
1: I think he should join with the running backs, him and Joey. What both do you mean? Just should practice drills? with
0: them, like, yeah, where people are like tugging out the ball. Is that what you're saying?
1: Exactly. The same running drills that they have to do when it comes to the running backs. Both quarterbacks should be participating, and because of how impactful they are in the running game. Mm -hmm. You know, Bo Nix has been our leader in the rushing attack in two games, Yep. and that doesn't typically happen for a quarterback, but when you run our type of system and you rely on the quarterback running the ball pretty frequently, Mm -hmm. they need to be able to do it just like the running backs do.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bo, this game had eight carries. Now, not all of those were, hey, when we run the ball, it was more scrambling, but some of those were design runs, like his touchdown run. Um, Yep. He was. He decided not to hand the ball off and just took it in for himself, uh, and he there, he's going to continue to do that. And we almost require that uh, for our offense to be successful.
1: And really, when you get past the line of scrimmage, put two hands on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: don't carry it around with one arm, or you're frailing all over the place. That Protect too. the football,
0: especially if you're going into some traffic.
1: Yep, and the running drills will help with that.
0: Yep. Uh, let's talk about the, as far as the wide receivers go, I mean, we had Seth Williams have that phenomenal 48 yard catch. Um, and then some other great catches throughout the game, um, ended up being our leading receiver for the game with, uh, four catches and, uh, 90 yards total and a couple touchdowns. Um, what, what did you see out of our wide receivers? I know we didn't go to them a whole bunch, only had a total of 13, uh, completions, Um, and we attempted to pass between Joey and Bo 19 times. So it wasn't like we were passing a whole bunch. Um, and if you remember back to, uh, when, uh, when I was doing the podcast with Tristan, he kind of pointed out in 2010 and 2013, both of those years, our offenses averaged about 20 yards or 20 plays, uh, that were passing a game, no more, no less. It was right around that 20 yard or 20, uh, 20 play mark for passing and i mean that was right where we, we were i feel like shooting for this game um, and i felt like we did a decent job of getting the ball out but also make sure we established that run game um how did you say our wide receivers did this game
1: you know i think they did okay uh we didn't really didn't need to pass that much and that was part of it i think a lot because we had what was it eight guys carry the ball mm-hmm. we were really trying to one practice on the rushing attack and to build that in to be really prevalent part of our game plan yep and then the only time we really needed a pass was a couple times on a third and long and then we wanted to make those explosive plays and the explosive plays landed so i'm pretty good for that
0: yeah for sure and, and they made the catches for example the shorts <laughs> what was that that was it a back shoulder or something it was a ridiculous catch like right over his shoulder it wasn't back shoulder it was just a over your shoulder catch and i was thinking that takes so much focus yeah you got a guy um on your hip and look at right end for that touchdown and control the ball all the way down that's that's amazing well shorts Uh, had
1: back to back it was like a run for 28 yards mm -hmm. and then a catch for 28 yards yeah two play drive
0: yeah and you notice when uh, it seems like when Gus finds the hot guy, he's he he throws a couple another play out that he knows can be another hot play for that player that's hot. Um so I think that's a pretty smart play calling thing right there.
1: For sure. I mean, JJ Wilson getting I know he's not a wide receiver, but it was fun to see him get a touchdown.
0: Yeah, that was that was neat because I mean, we haven't heard too much of him in the past few weeks and for him to get out there and get a touchdown. It's kind of like uh, the walk on coming in. He's not a walk on. It's a bad comparison. Juco probably. Transfer. But like, yeah, Juco transfer coming in. You think, okay, this is last year. He's a senior. I mean, I, I wanted to make an impact. And look what he did. Uh, he got a touchdown. I think it was his first touchdown. Is that right? Yeah. His um, first
1: touchdown in it might be a couple of years.
0: It might. Yeah. I want to say it might have even been three years or something. It's been a while. Um, so and that I, was one from
1: Joey, wasn't it?
0: Uh, I feel
1: like it was.
0: I think I might be wrong. So. I think you are right.
1: But okay, so I play each game uh, each week before on NCAA, and I honestly use JJ Wilson a ton in that game. Okay, because he's a great target. Uh, so do you, I love do to you see us use him more.
0: You just use him in mostly a pass game.
1: Yeah, I like I like passing to the tight end. Okay, I mean in our previous, I'd say. 2010 and 2013 offenses we'd always use a tight end and have him block right away and then roll him out for a pass so they'd be open for quite a few things yeah i do that a lot
0: yeah yeah i mean i, I like
1: f- the offenses of old
0: yeah for sure um and, and that's fun i mean and i think we're i'm glad we're using a little bit of tight ends um i hope we can and we use that a little bit more um we got canella catch he was uh, like ten yard, pretty impressive, like diving catch for a first down. Um, I, I don't know. I still I still like guys like Will Hastings over a Sal Canella, but we didn't even really see a guy like Will Hastings on the field. And it was probably part of the game plan, unless he's a little banged up or something.
1: He came in a couple times, but it was it was like it was weird when he did.
0: It I think it was punt coverage or punt return. He had a couple of those. Uh. And then he might have come on the field, but they never targeted him.
1: Yeah, we had some weird plays where we would bring everyone who's on the field out and bring a whole new package in. Yeah, that was odd. I felt like that killed a little bit of our momentum from time to time.
0: Yeah, and, and do you, do you remember? Do you recall if that's on the second? If that was during the second quarter? Because if it was, that, that again points to you know the non. Like, continuity of the of the offense and getting the ball down the field yeah could have been i I just remember remember those
1: yeah i remember looking at it and i was like what are we doing yeah like why are we pulling everyone out everyone in i like when we have a couple different play packages that we could mix guys around yeah where we don't have to have just complete delays
0: yeah for sure
1: but i think gus was trying to just get some looks get the data that he wanted to see quote-unquote
0: yeah, you're probably right. He likes a lot of data. He does. He's a data man. Yeah. Um. Something else about wide receivers, and uh, this was something that uh, we noticed uh, about just uh, at the end of the game, we started to think, oh, we had Schwartz on the field, and we also had Seth Williams. They, before this game, they were technically the same position, so getting them on the field at the same time didn't happen a lot. Uh, and we actually moved Schwartz out to the boundary uh, to be a flanker and that opened up a lot of extra plays where now we've got Schwartz and we've got Seth Williams where we can either pass it to one of them or the other Uh, and because they're typically on the same side of the field it's hard to double team both of them and both of them if you give them one-on-one I mean I'm gonna give it to our guy either Schwartz or Williams a majority of that time to make the catch Uh, so I thought that was a neat uh, little uh, tweak to our offense and how we were, were playing. Uh, and I think that'll definitely go forward uh, as far as how we use both of them at the same time.
1: Yeah, I agree. We need to get the playmakers on the field at the same time. And it yeah. was a good move.
0: All right, let's shift a little bit from offense over to defense. Uh, so I felt like our defense, this is a lights out uh, game where we, I mean, it even took Arkansas a little over 14 minutes just to get their first first down. Uh, we held them to 10 points total on the day. Uh, we seemed to completely shut down Arkansas's run game. Uh, really, Arkansas only had maybe like one explosive-type play, and I think that was the touchdown. Uh, I mean, our defense, I mean, that that was such a good game for them. Uh, had a few takeaways from the game. Uh, and that, I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh what did you think of uh, how our defense uh, did against Arkansas?
1: I mean lights out once again from the get-go. Uh when it comes to, you know, forcing a fumble on the first drive, not allowing a first down in almost the entire first quarter, having multiple takeaways left and right. Ben Hicks was running for his life a lot of times. Yeah. And he just every time you saw the camera zoom in on his face, mm-hmm. he was flustered. And when you can't let a quarterback get into a rhythm on the opposing team you're always going to be successful
0: oh yeah for sure so
1: the, the defense was fantastic once again
0: yeah I mean from when you have a strip sack in your very first defensive stand uh, you you have a good feeling about the game from from a defensive perspective and uh, I mean Nix or Hicks I kept hearing Nicks, but also was <laughs> thinking but there, what Bo Nix isn't on the field and so their last names are so similar. It was uh, a little confusing when I was hearing the commentator say it. Um, but anyways, uh, just a few numbers uh, just to throw at you. Uh, as far as stats, we allowed only 52 rushing yards. Again, we're, we're a- averaging less than or allowing less than 100 yards per game rushing. Um, it, we had nine tackle for losses, three sacks, two interceptions, and another couple uh, forced fumbles. And, uh, I mean, that's just our defense and how tenacious they, they are and how they're attacking the ball and getting the fumbles and getting the interceptions that they need. Even though one of those interceptions, I guess, you could probably account for the special teams. But, I mean, it was defensive player who got it. So
1: We've yeah. seen two really bad fake punts this year. Yes. And this one was by far worse than the Florida one, which was really bad.
0: Mm-hmm. This was bad. <laughs> it was we'll, hilariously we'll, bad. <laughs> do you want to talk yeah, we'll about it there. for a second? Or well, we'll get away? there. At special yeah. teams. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I do, I guess, my only criticism that I'm still kind of finding with our defense is it feels like the middle of our of our defense, uh, usually between the hashes, when they, I don't know, it just seems like we can't seem to lock that part down. Um, I mean, again, this was one of those. There was a long seam pass from a running back. Right up, right at the middle, untouched, and that probably should have been a really big play for them. But thankfully, it got called back. I forget what it was—like illegal motion or something, um, or false start. There was something weird. But like we we got that could have easily been another big play for Arkansas. Um, yeah, at that I think our defense—we're we we're, we need to figure that out. Well, uh,
1: I love KJ Britt, but he's not the best at coverage. We really need to. Still, allow him to tell everyone where to go. Yeah. But have maybe the right or left uh, linebacker drop into coverage when we need something like that. Because he's he's fantastic at directing everyone. Yeah. But he's gotten beat a few times. Yeah. I'm not he sure has. What, what to do there.
0: I mean, I don't understand it's a linebacker on typically, it's a running back out of the backfield, but then sometimes he gets paired up with a guy that's a wide receiver, and the wide receiver most times if you're playing an sec team the wide receiver is going to have more speed than our linebackers even as fast as we got like kj brett is uh and that's that's hard to t- uh, that's pretty hard um to stop but still at the same time like he, his job is to get whoever if it's on man you've got your man but if it's zone you got to get that guy and i mean it's just tough like i i want to see that get figured out uh one other thing that uh, for defense that i i I love to see it was it's a competition. Now that I see between Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown, you can see it. They're both <laughs> competing, trying to become that defensive player of the week. Uh, and both of them got, I think five tackles. Let me make sure. but I'm pretty sure they both got, um, yeah, both of them ended with five tackles. Uh, Marlon Davidson had a couple sacks. He had three tackle for losses, um, and then a quarterback hurry. Um, but at the same time, Derek Brown's causing just as much problems for an offense because he's a lot of times and he, in this game, he got double teamed so much by Arkansas's offensive line because they knew how powerful he is. Uh and teams are doing that, which is freeing up guys like Marlon Davidson, big cat Bryant, to do what they need to to cause uh issues in the backfield.
1: Yeah, I mean that first drive, Derek Brown ran down the running back. Yeah.
0: Very and impressive.
1: They interviewed him afterwards, and he was like, "Look, just because I have a big belly doesn't mean I'm fast as lightning." <laughs> I was like, "Man, that's uh that's one way to say it." So yeah. Good job.
0: Yeah, I thought it was hilarious that he actually, like, you know, he acknowledges he's a big guy I and mean, he's 300 plus pounds. Of course, you're big, uh, but he's fast. If you can chase down, and Arkansas's running back is not somebody to be joking around with. He's he's got he's averaging. I don't know, it was like 100-something yards a game. So hey, that that's a guy that you, you know is able to move real quickly, and yet one of our big guys on the defensive line is able to track him down. Yep. Uh, Another couple of standouts that I wanted to talk about, um, Javaris Davis, man, Javaris Davis. He got himself uh, that beautiful interception over the shoulder, diving, uh, it was slightly overthrown, and Javaris Davis was ready for it. Uh, ready to go and uh, after you caught it that drive led to another touchdown for Auburn Um, so our Javaris Davis watch is looking pretty good for this week
1: for sure it was a beautiful interception
0: Uh, another guy uh, as far as the secondary goes uh, that I wanted to point out Christian Tutt I feel like almost every week we at least mention him Uh, but one of the things that I Really highly value, especially in the game, in a game where a lot of times one on ones, one on one uh, battles happen a lot, especially when you're in man. Uh, and it seemed like Christian Tut, uh when he was in one on one situations, he seemed to just own his wide receiver. Um, and he batted the ball away. He almost had an interception. Uh, there was another time where he had a tackle for a loss. Like he was just flying everywhere on the field. Um, so I wanted to give him big props, even though probably guys like Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown are going to get a lot of the, the media talking about him. But Christian Tutt did, did what he needed to. Um, Owen Papo got himself a sack. And I don't know if you noticed this, but he did so with only one arm. He he was, he was, he had his offensive lineman on him. And yet he just wrapped around, got himself a sack with his other arm. And I was thinking, Wow. That is that is some raw power to bring down a quarterback with just one arm, uh, while you've got your other arm occupied. So very impressive uh, for him, for sure. Uh, all right, special teams. So this is this is where a little fun happens. So of course we broke that NCAA record of three hundred four consecutive PATs. That one ta- that record dated back to uh, when Cody Parkin in twenty thirteen uh, started that streak for us, um, and then it also included Daniel Carlson as well. So, you know, it's pretty cool to have both the brothers involved with that uh with that streak. Um and then of course he missed it and uh he ruined my my score prediction. So <laughs> really thanks thanks Anders.
1: Thanks Anders.
0: <laughs> uh and then uh Arkansas uh with their fake punt. So let's get into that. I mean, it was a gutsy call. Uh they apparently had been practicing for the last couple of weeks. That it was looked- practiced. <laughs> like it didn't look like it at all. <laughs> like, like,
1: I know the intention. <laughs> yeah. And they had something there. They did. But but what was that throw?
0: It it was like, it reminded me, and you, you may laugh at this, but it kind of reminded me of the Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway where they, like, do the chest it pass did. thing. did. Yeah. And think about how accurate those people are. Uh. And yet, he couldn't do it pretty much the same distance. <laughs> he just, like, chunked it. I was like, dude, you should have gone to practice with those competitors for the Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway. Even as dumb as they look, it's still it's effective. And yet this yep. guy couldn't do it with the a football. Are
1: you kidding me? He did not want that scholarship money.
0: Yeah. Um and then uh just something to note, we had Will Hastings returning a couple of months, which I thought was kinda of interesting. Uh normally we have the Christian Christian Tut way back there doing his thing the punt coverage maybe we're just i don't know kind of be conservative i don't think we ever ran any back as far as i can remember it was just a bunch of punt returns that we just fair caught um so i don't know Scott thought that was a little interesting maybe we just didn't think we needed to do any so we put will hastings back there to get a little practice
1: i wonder if that was part of because christian tut was calling for a fair catch on every single punt so you're saying
0: like just because he have how conservative he was yeah, I mean, to put somebody after there.
1: after the Florida game where he had the one muffed. Mm-hmm. Then he was chewed out and was told, "You better catch every single one." Mm-hmm. And now he's doing that. I wonder if that was just a you. you don't need to fair catch every single one. You just need to catch every single one.
0: It's possible. It's possible. Or
1: maybe it was just you know protect him for next week. I don't know.
0: It could be protecting him. I mean, punt returner isn't is one of the more dangerous positions just because you have guys flying at you. Full speed, yeah. Um, so I mean, that could be it. Um, <laughs> another notable thing: we actually had Spencer Nye, the fullback guy, return a kickoff for 11 yards. <laughs> that's a stat for you. Uh, he was so,
1: not expecting to get that ball either. <laughs> he, wasn't,
0: he like, hey, the ball's coming to me. All right, I guess I'll pick it up and run it for a little bit. So yeah, it worked. <laughs> not anything crazy, but the big boy he, can can move the ball it. a little bit. He did protect the ball, and that's what. Needed to happen. Yep. So, glad that happened. Uh, ben, anything else uh, about this Arkansas slaughtering, uh, barbecuing brisk no briskets from Cal, so never mind about that. <laughs> uh, pulled pork, pulled porking. Uh, what did you think of this game? Like uh,
1: you know, I expected us just to demolish Arkansas. We came out and did that for three quarters. I would have loved it to have been four. Yeah. However, I feel like we got some good momentum and solidified the offense going into a very difficult game this coming week. So I feel really good about that. Uh, I loved the fact that we were able to run the ball very well in this game. And
0: use multiple guys doing it, which I think was our question.
1: Yep, eight deep, just run them all out there, make sure that we get some good quote-unquote data that Gus can use to hopefully build a good game plan for the LSU game. Mm -hmm. And, you know... We it didn't require much for us to beat this team down, but we did it in excellent fashion, especially in the second half. So, you know, hats off to the defense, offense made it happen. Special teams played well. Yep. Complete game.
0: Yep. It was a complete game, and I don't. There's not too much to complain about. Um, and the things that you can complain about, uh, Gus is aware of. You know, the fourth and one situation, yeah, the dumb or, plays. Uh, the couple overthrows of bonex but yet he's you know, gotta remember he's a freshman he's gonna probably make some of those even joey had an overthrow uh i mean a lot of quarterbacks are gonna have overthrows um so i mean besides those our defense did well too i mean i think it's a great week of trying to tweak things and get ready for this <laughs> this gonna be a brutal uh next five weeks uh, so we'll see how the rest of the season goes uh ben before we get out of here do you want to give them your social media yeah you guys
1: can find me anywhere on social media at b-e-n-k-1-n-g on saturdays at Captain Plainsman on twitter and shoot over any complaints to teamad34 on the twitter
0: sphere and you can find me at twitter as well at a-j-a-y-j-a-y underscore it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle war eagle